What's up, everybody? Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's say what's up to the fellas. What's up, little brother? How you doing, bro? Cooling. Gunner, how are you, man? What's good? Everything's good. How about you guys? I won't complain. Let's see what happens as we go on with this show. <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion I will with some things. Let's start right off the bat. WandaVision. Kevin Feige said, don't look for season two. Maybe this is because Wanda is going to be showing up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and he doesn't want to spoil what's going to happen, or we're going to see something else. Do you want to see a second season of WandaVision, or do you think one season is enough? Jace. I very much, I want it to be one season. I think this is a nice bridge between the movies and the TV universe for that lull we're in right now to move it to the next phase after Iron Man and uh, Captain America to get us to those next round of heroes that we're going to, I mean, the next round of kids are going to be like, yo, I love these guys. Like, I want to see Shang-Chi. I want to see the Eternals. I want to see the next round of Avengers. And having to go back to another season of WandaVision and kind of recap, like, no, nah, just give me great season. You know, you have one good season of storytelling and we'll be talking about this for, you know, years to come of how it set the Marvel universe on its current path. So I want one season and give it, make it good. Like it's been. Gunner, what do you think? I don't know how you make more than one season of this. I mean, it's obviously leading up to something the entire like arc here's the thing it's like it didn't start with this season so why would it finish with another season why would we need another show you know what i mean i it i feel like the purpose of this show is and i'm not saying replace the movie or anything like that place a movie or anything like that it's just it seems like the purpose of the show is to move the story along so why do i need another season of wandavision to move the story along you know, it's something called continuity that I get, you know what I mean? And this might just be because of being a comic book reader. You have your limited series that kind of just moved a story about one person along or something like that, right? So, or a character, or a couple characters, or a group, or whatever the team is. Like, I, I get it. It makes sense to me. I don't know if it would make sense to, like, the average TV watcher. But the way Marvel's doing this is as if we were comic book readers, right? You're going to have different media. And, you know, instead of using one me- one medium, we're using several different media, different ways of presenting it. So you got a TV show that moves the movie along, that gives you the plot for the movie. Eventually there'll be a video game. You know what I mean? Something like that. So I don't know. Uh, one season's fine, and I understand why it needs to be that way. I really don't understand why if somebody wanted a season two, I don't understand that thinking there. For me, I don't even understand what a second season of WandaVision would look like. Part of the fun of this has been how they go through these different eras of TV. And that's been really part of the backbone of what's made the show so fun. And if they were just to do a second season, it would be more of a, hey, here's Wanda and Vision as Avengers fighting against some bad guy. Not necessarily a bad idea, but I think WandaVision's original concept really shook things up in terms of what's possible in the MCU in these Disney Plus TV shows and hey 
it's wide open. There's no need to follow into the script. And we're going to see that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're going to see it again with Hawkeye. I don't think there's any reason to do that with Wanda and Vision, who should, assuming Vision survives, will be the two of the foundational blocks of the next Avengers team. Right. So, yeah. All right. We always talk about something with Jack, with Jack, with Zack Snyder's Justice League. And um, there's always a lot of stuff. There's apparently going to be a mind-blowing surprise cameo. It's been revealed on some sources, some pages. I'm not clicking. It's only two more real weeks before we get it. I'm going to wait to watch it all four hours at once and just consume it and then hope that the surprise cameo delivers. One thing that I did think was interesting was Snyder wanted originally to explore romance between Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane. Warner Brothers said no. When I initially read that, I was like, oh gosh, that just sounds stupid to just shake things up just to do it. And I remembered back when we had our very first Batman and Superman interaction in the cartoons, they were kind of setting that up. And I was like, you know, that was kind of cool. So there is a precedent for it, and it's not the terrible idea that I initially thought. What do you guys think about that? Jace? Again, I'm going to go back with uh, Justice League Unlimited. Like I said, they set that up kind of good. And, and, and I wonder if Warner Brothers vetoed it because they had that mess where Superman and Wonder Woman were in the comics together, which I thought was crap. I mean, you basically had to throw out Lois Lane to make that work, and it was complete garbage. And maybe they thought, like, oh, yeah, we might keep this around, and we're going to see how long we can milk this and make this a thing. But I, I don't, I mean, I mean, because you can see, like, he kind of lays, like, the kind of flirtation in uh, Dawn of Justice, and it's like, hey, she's been kind of living high society for the last hundred years. And she can shake Bruce Wayne up for a little bit, like maybe two movies, and then you could go to the next thing. I mean, I mean, especially because we're not going to have Bruce Wayne hooking up with a bunch of random uh, ladies. There's no Catwoman running around for him to mess with. So that could have worked. I mean, to give him something other than, you know, complaining about, I mean, worrying about trying to get Joker because he killed uh, uh, Robin. Yeah. yeah. Kinda, what do you think, man? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, I see the justice, you know, in the cartoon, because but we all knew that, like, it was even like you can tell, like that was only gonna happen for that cartoon. You know what I mean? He's only here for maybe two episodes, right? <laughs> so you knew that wasn't gonna last. You know what I mean? So it just depends on how long. You know, it's a plot. It's a plot trick, real quick. Like, oh, yeah, of course she's going to go for him real quick. Well, oh, well, and then, you know, take care of her, all that crap, right? So whatever. You know what I mean? So, and then he goes away. He goes back to Gotham City, which sometimes is across the bridge and sometimes is far away. Never could tell in um, in uh, Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. So eh, um, <laughs> there's one little thing. So it's like they could have had a long distance relationship, but we didn't know what that distance was, and it was convenient what it was. But, again, it was only going to last for two episodes, so we already knew that. How long are they going to? How long was Warner Brothers? This version of Warner Brothers trying to plan out that one? Like that seemed weird. 
especially when they were already kind of hinting, like Jason said, hinting at Batman and Wonder Woman, which is what also happened in Justice League. Um, <laughs> <Right>. Justice League <laughs> Unlimited, you know what I mean? Which kind of made more fun sense, right? So, you know, why would you take away Lois? I mean, if Lois is the key, <laughs> then why would you even tempt fate there? Like, that's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. Like, they don't know what that. It just proves that they, sometimes they don't know what the hell they're doing. At all. On the movie side. So, here is Vanity Fair interviewed Zack Snyder for, you know, advance of the Snyder Cut coming HBO Max. And... Mm-hmm. He broke down exactly how this whole transition between him and Josh Whedon came to pass. Really interesting. Um, when they initially mentioned Josh Whedon, Jeff Johns, who was working with Whedon on a Batgirl movie, was like, hey, why don't we have Josh Whedon work on some reshoots? Snyder was not really working, of course, because he was dealing with his daughter's suicide. And he was like, okay. I thought maybe he could write some cool scenes. I thought that would be fun, Snyder said. Suddenly, Whedon wasn't just offering script pages and advice during the reshoots, but stepping behind the camera himself. Snyder had only one conversation with Whedon and walked away from Justice League upon realizing that this was not the fight he wanted after his daughter's death. So, and even when Snyder was shooting, Warner Brothers chairman, Kevin Tujahari, who's since gone off because of the sex scandal, had John's and producer John Berg show up on set every day to keep an eye on things. Berg tells tells writers Vanity Fair, it was his job to mediate between a creator whose vision is instinctively dark in a studio that perceived, right or wrong, that the fans wanted something lighter. Again, Snyder wasn't overly bothered by them being there to babysit. They didn't bother me too much because they weren't that threatening. I just felt the ideas that they did have, where they were trying to inject humor and stuff like that, it wasn't anything that was too outrageous. And so then... When he decided to step away, one anonymous studio exec admitted that they were all left reeling by what Whedon delivered. When we got to see what Josh actually did, it was stupefying. The robber on the rooftop, so goofy and awful. The Russian family, so useless and pointless, which I say all the time. Everyone knew it. It was so awkward because nobody wanted to admit what, what a piece of it was so wow no anonymous staffer doesn't mean anything but whoo that is a scathing take on whedon's film and like i told you guys probably a couple shows ago it's like watching man of steel watching batman versus superman and even watching suicide squad with its mini problems then going to justice league it feels like something is drastically wrong. And that scene to open up with where Batman is just like, hey, come on, come on, get this guy. And then the guy just randomly asks, it's because they know he's gone, right? It's like, <laughs> that seems really odd and weird. 
of course some of that scene is going to be there. And I'm like, oh, okay. But that Russian family, I thought was trash. <laughs> that was stupid. Gosh, I mean, it's stupid. And I think what happened, I was doing a long watch of the Avenger films, and that stupid kid with his dumb dog that Pietro couldn't save all at once and managed to get shot despite being a speedster. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. So I cannot wait to see this Whedon cut because I just want to see how much... I did say weeding cut. Gosh, I already saw the weeding cut, and it was cut. Yeah. I cannot wait to see the Snyder cut just to see how much an improvement this is going to be. Or if it's just like, well, hey, man, he tried his best to do what he could do, and he just couldn't get it done. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Tell us what do you think about this Vanity Fair report. Sounds like, I mean, almost it's like, as I said, I was optimistic because I thought, hey, you guys are going to try and change it tonally. You know, I did not like the fact they killed Superman in his second movie. But I was like, okay, like, we saw how Wonder Woman was. Like, that was much me. No, no, because, yeah, Wonder Woman was well received. So it's like, maybe we need to kind of do something different. Like, hers wasn't all dark and gloomy. But there was a middle ground that that film did not achieve or at least a transition. I mean, as you are so fond of saying, you know, I can't even feel my, my toes. It's just like, like that was just like, really? Like and some bug spray for the Russian family. Like, like it's just like, there was a better medium to get to that, which what we thought was a way to go. Like, you could get, there was a way to get from Dawn of Justice to Shazam or Aquaman. And it just didn't get there. And it was just, hey, we're just going to, it's over. We're fine, right? All right. Take care. And it, it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of wondering, though, is once I'm finished watching the movie, I'm going to be like, uh, Warner Brothers, can you send me a copy of the four hour long movie so I can toss the original, the, the theatrical release? <laughs> That would be the thing I want to have. I, I'm already a subscriber, so you already got my money. So, you know, just ship that my way. We'll be good. I am that pretty works. sure that they have already said that it's going to have a home video release that you can buy separately to put on your shelf. Yeah. So stay tuned. Gunner? Yeah. Man. Yeah, HBO Max has been doing that, like, or HBO in general. Because you can get a uh, Watchmen. And probably Lovecraft Country, which I will be purchasing and putting on my shelf anyway, because I like to collect things like that. I'm weird. I don't care. Um, not, also, in case I alone. decide to, in case they decide to jack up the price to two hundred dollars, then I'll be like, oh well, nope. But at least I got my my, my Blu-rays of these two shows that I liked. Um, anyway, you can get I, Lovecraft Country, you know, Country The right Wire now. and The Sopranos, and you know everything else that I have on the shelf right now. Anyway, so yeah. But no, back to the subject, man. I mean, none of this is surprising to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, nobody in the in the in the house could have ever thought that this was a good idea. You know what I mean? They were like, okay, we like the tone, like the changing, and then when they finally, well, I'm sure they did like the, the private screening and like theater, Warner Brothers Studio for the employees or whatever. And you know, I'm sure the theater was just as quiet as when we watched it and when we were watching it screening. Although, Jace, was it me and you with our necks all the way up in the theater? Oh <laughs> was yeah, this that the was- movie. That was, was awesome. this the one? 
three D viewing. That was the first time we saw it. I was yeah. like, Oh God. My neck hurts and this movie is not as great as it could have been. Yeah. Um I was happy with the new tone. But I just was it was just something was missing. And if you recall, I was like, It's it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? That's all I could say about it. It was fine. But gonna think what it is something. is that with that movie, the chemistry of the Justice League, which we wanted to see, was really good. No matter who was directing, those actors working against each other was like, yeah, give me more of this. And their fight scenes together looked good. And it was, yeah, this is these guys working as a team. Superman came in at the end like Superman, beat the mess out of Steppenwolf, finally looked like the Superman we always want to see in cartoons and everything where he is not a punk. He's just laying it down like the ultimate cheat code. And he can do other things. He can go help save children and families and all this stuff. And then come back and save the day, right? But... And there were cool elements to it, like that initial fight scene where they did the Lord of the Rings kind of homage, where everybody comes together. We see a Green Lantern and Zeus and the old gods, and it's like, oh man, this is this is this is a good movie. The Amazons fighting, and it's just that stuff kind of in between getting there. That's not they kind of colored it, and I'm not gonna lie, I really liked the movie when I first saw it. But it's definitely a case of a film where I watch it more and I'm like, eh, it does have some problems. So well, I like it, still watch it, but it does have problems. Do you think that like the parts that we actually say we like are actually the Snyder cut? Like, no, see, probably. That's what we need to see. Great. I mean, that's so it, like the, the, the Am- neutral Amazon uh, Shazam fight looks like a. I mean looks like a Zack Snyder. Right. And then it's like some of the other action scenes, like, and I'm, and I'm like, Josh Whedon could, I mean, like the one where Superman's coming back, that's Josh Whedon, that's, that's a good scene. But there also is, and if that's not, I'm even going to be like, really, what did Josh Whedon actually do that was productive on this right. film? But, I mean, it, it's like, I'm just like, we're going to, we're going to, in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to all dissect it and like, was there anything truly worth keeping after this? I mean, after the Snyder cut. Right. Well, I hope Superman beating out League makes the cut. I hope that's part of what Snyder did. What's that? Superman what? Superman beat down the Justice League. That was fine, but I'm pretty sure that was a Snyder cut. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that I think we for the show especially. We should tally up, like, okay, we should match one-to-one. Okay, that was the, all of our, you know, if all of our favorite parts were actual Snyder, like, literally count. I mean, we're going to be doing that, but, like, definitely for the show, we should totally count them. I'm like, yep, okay. and that's all of them. <laughs> well, let's, let's I'm, I'm, I'm positive we're going to end up with all of them, except for maybe, like, that end scene where with the animated, I don't know, that weird CGI uniform that um, Superman was wearing, which I'm almost positive. And I thought about this then, believe it or not. I, I, that, that, that I felt like I was like, why is that cartoony? Were they covering up the black uniform? I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? That's what it felt like, right? Like, I don't know. To me, I was like, they're covering up something. Because why is that animated? There's no need for that to be animated. Anyway, well, 
again, I'm pretty sure we can all safely say one of our favorite scenes is not going to be Superman with a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 hey, I'll, I'll say this. I didn't mind that opening because when he goes, well, if it's for the media, I lo- that, that felt very on brand for Superman. I love that part. Uh, didn't I like the the face with the weird mouth deal, but okay. I did like they tried to, I mean, I'll give you this, I'll give yeah. this, tweet. he tried to humanize Superman, which Zack Snyder did not. He literally made him like a god above men, just like, oh, I'll help you guys when it's of my interest to help Lois. But I really don't, I really could sit on the sideline for years. I mean, he very much, he was, no. he was doing stuff. Again, like on a very small level, this dude, I mean, if that I mean, before that point, he was literally Supergirl. Like, yeah, okay, I guess my sister's coming down from the flight. I guess I'll do that. Wait, wait, wait. Even in the opening of Man of Steel, when he isn't even Superman, he's going around helping people doing stuff. I, I, it's on a small scale, but he was yeah. basically, like, yeah, he was basically the TV show Supergirl who was just like, I'll do some stuff here and there. Oh, I'm not allowed Supergirl to. Gotta be, gotta be careful. Again, I'm like, he was almost like what Wonder Woman said she was. She's been gone for a hundred years. And then if something, she hears something, she's not very proactive. I mean, he was a little more proactive because it's like, oh, these guys on a tanker, I hear they're, you know, they need some help. I'll go help them because I'm on a fishing boat that I hear it. But. Right. And in fairness, it didn't seem like the extent of his powers until he had that conversation with Jor-El. And that's when he started flying, which would open up a whole new realm of, oh, I can help so many more people. Wow. He should have been able to fly even then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this was, I don't know. It just, you know, I can't, I just didn't like that. That's the one thing about Man of Steel that both me and my dad did not like. Like, we watched it together. And, like, you know, in the theater, like, when it came out, we were both like, huh. Like, <laughs> and the reaction was that was different. I was like, well, yeah, because they changed like his art. Like he was Superboy. He saved Lois in a tornado, or Lana in a tornado. You know, there was a little thing that I would hope would be hinted at as a child, and of course not. Why would they do that? Like we got to remake everything. We got to make half the like forty-five minutes in Krypton. Jesus. So yeah, there were things that I was like, I did not. Did not. I'm like, young, when are we getting to Superman? This is a little, like, it was slightly too long. Slightly. <laughs> not by much, but it was slightly too long. I'm like, I don't need to see a whole hero joint of, what's his name? Russell Crowe, you know, yeah. swimming in the pool and all this crap, man. I don't, I don't need to see I, all that. I, I, I liked all of that until basically we killed off my boy Jorel. And then they were just like, well, what's happening? Oh, shoot, Jorel was right. And then, man, I wish I remember her name. She was so good. Laura. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know her name is Laura, but I think it's a let Zuret. Uh, oh, yeah. There still is that problem with, Zor- I mean, Jorel beating hand-to-hand in a fight General Zod, who's been trained to do nothing but fight. That was a big armor suits. He's supposed to know okay. how to use that armor suit. That's what he lives in. Right, one's a scientist and one's an armor suit. The codex said you could fight, and the codex said you can't fight. So, see what I'm saying? The whole thing is screwed up, man. 
Okay, I would say like the movie, but that scene was like, all right, guys, come on, Blake. I mean, he was he I was had like to blow up the planet already. Going. He had to get I don't know. I was ready for the planet to blow up. I was ready for the planet to blow up like at least <laughs> 15 minutes earlier. I was like, yo, when Krypton gonna blow up? Wow. Like, because this is ridiculous. No, but, see, but here's the other thing is, if you know you can rip the handle off a bus, I'm thinking you're going to experiment on a little bit on your powers. Like, that kind of, like, I'm his thinking. His made him terrified of using his powers. I'm sorry. What teenager listens to their parents? You know what? <laughs> We're talking about Man of Steel. Like I said, this one's weird. Let, this one's let's weird, talk man. about Superman on another front, because this week we saw the premiere of Superman and Lois on the CW. This is the first uh, big new show for the CW-verse, no longer the Arrowverse, since Arrow's shut down and canceled. We know Black Lightning, oh, that show that they've never seen to talk about, and Supergirl are also ending this year. So they need new shows to keep things rolling. And it seems like the overwhelming initial response was Superman and Lois got the job done. I thought the show showed a lot of potential. I had some issues. I will discuss those in a moment. But I wanted to hear what you guys had to say first. Chase, as our resident Superman aficionado, I will let you take it. I I, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I, I like how the teenagers weren't completely whiny over the top teenagers. Like the guy who had an emotional issue was like, he at least was playing video games. He was like, I got my issues, but I'm not like completely off the rails, annoying character. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, like they do usually they're like, Oh, you're on Zoloft or whatever. That means you got to act real crazy. Okay. So it feels like they tell other actors to do that. I'm very, I'm with you on Jason. Jason, I'm sorry. I'm with you on that one. I just laugh at the fact that other chills don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's like because it's like we understand we need to make the story about the family, which I actually, I mean, again, I I like this is one of like the things I really liked about the car, uh, comic book Rebirth. It was like, hey, Superman, you gotta say Superman's born, so give him a new dynamic as a father. Um, and I'm, I'm, I won't critique. I, I, I'm Jeff has some issues on that because uh, you can you can read some of those on LousMovieFile.com. I'm going to tell you some of them now too. But go for it. Uh, but I like again. I like a. I said this. I like the new suit. I like the fact they put the old Kingdom Come uh, Come suit on him, um, which I thought was really good. And he's like, you know, he's like, hey, I'm, hey my mom made it for me. Um, oh, that was the that was like the old old old. Oh yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a, yeah. First, I thought it was Kingdom Come too. Then I then he came closer, and I'm like, oh, that's from like the action comics back in the day joint. Okay, so he, I mean, the fact that he already had on three suits more than uh, Smallville, it was a great improvement. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice pull. Yeah. So from and it's like. I mean, uh, Tyler and, uh, gosh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I mean, like, they're really good in the roles. Like, like I said that when they were on uh, Supergirls, like, oh, yeah, you're good. You, I, I have no issues with you guys being going forward. 
and doing these roles. And I think they did a very good job. Um, I like they have we have a background villain. We don't have him thrown in our face as soon as the season starts. So we're not overexposed. We're not Batwomaning this thing. For anyone who's seen Batwoman, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about there. Thank where you heard of the bad guy for more than five minutes on the show. What else? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I liked, um, I kind of like how the powers of the twins are going to be set up. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. So I, I like it. Gunner, what do you think? I liked it. Um, I like where they're going with it. I worry a little bit, and I think we talked about this a little bit. I worry how much, how far this can be taken without being annoying, right? Like, at some point, the teenage arc is going to get annoying because it usually does. Um, as evident on Black Lightning. And, or, you know, how far are they going to take the, you know, or, well, CW, CW, and, oh, it'll be 24 episodes and, 15 of them will be very boring and don't move the story along. Like that's going to be the thing. Like how much of the, how much is the writing going to be part of the plot? And how much is the writing going to be part of the thing? That's some, or part of just, you know, filler. Um, because CW has this issue for a long time. I think they're trying to get over it, but we'll see. But this thing has potential. I just worry about regular CW isms that's going to happen. Um, you know, old girl and dude gonna walk, you know, gonna run away together again. Like that seems to be a CW arc with teenagers. Um, so it's just like they always run away somewhere. Oh my god! So you know, I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, but I do like the chemistry of the entire family. That was very uh, that was surprising to see. I figured something would be off a little bit, especially on the first episode. But no, that was very surprising. Everybody seems to have a very good story here. Like, you know what I mean? Like a little backstory. Like, okay, his kids, this kid's on pills. He's got to figure out his life. And like Jason said, he's not like over the top, you know, super depressive. He's just a normal person who has to take, you know, um, some mental health stuff. Right. So they're doing a good job with that. They're not like throwing that in your face, which again, CW does that with their characters when they're trying to do diversity and or diverse, uh, you know, regular heteronormal stuff, right? So, you know, I mean, and heteronormal also means whatever you want to call normal mental health stuff, right? So this is pretty good. I, I'm liking where they're going with this. I actually like that. I like the new suit. It was really awesome. Um, I do like some Superman action. We're like, no, just so you know, it's still a Superman show. So we're going to make sure he, like, totally makes this ice cube out of, out of like, you know, huge, massive ice cube. Like, he's not, like, pulling his punches, and he's not super, like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? How sometimes there's, like, oh, this is so heavy. He's like, nah, this ain't heavy. I got this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes they really do that, and I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm just breaking it down. I was, like, very surprised that they didn't do the normal stuff that they normally do. So I'm hoping they keep that up. Yeah. So when we talked, and I wrote my review, Jace already mentioned it. When DC went to this rebirth era in their books, they started mm-hmm. off Superman and him and Lois have had a kid. The kid now is maybe eight or nine and he's following in his dad's footsteps. 
And I thought that was such a great dynamic because Superman is a lot of things. He understands the need for privacy, but he's not a liar. And I think the show puts him in a bad position because he is lying to his kids for so long. And not only is he lying, he's made Lois a lie accessory, which is against Superman. And he wouldn't, he's more of an optimistic, see the best in people. This is a last Jedi take on Superman. Hold on, hear me out. Where he's going with the worst case scenario instead of being optimistic that, hey, if one of my children doesn't have superpowers, I want to make sure the other kid feels just as important and special. This Superman for the start of this story, it's like, well, he's going to be so much worse off. And I think this is where that was a big problem where him not telling them when they were younger mattered because you can train a kid kind of early on on, hey, what do we do when somebody's around? We don't fly, dad. Right. We don't fly. So when they become teenagers, they rebel, but it's rebelling in a different way. These jokers are going to go nuts when they start rebelling. I, I don't know. For me, I felt like they were making Jonathan like a potential bad guy for later on. He just had this kind of like, I'm so mad at you, Dad. I'm going to Kylo Ren this thing. Maybe oh. I'm just traumatized from the from the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I think because I, I was actually going, I thought you met the other, I thought you met Jordan. Jordan. No. Jordan is the one who is who has the powers for now. Yeah, and, so I thought you, I thought you were meant like, you were thinking, saying like Jonathan was going to be yeah, the bad guy kind of set up, like no, he's no, going to be him eventually. His whole life is ruined because of, he can't play football, but now this guy's got powers. My dad's been lying, yada yada. Then he goes this Kylo Ren version. I, and I don't want to go that way too. Kids have a valid point about their dad lying to them. Like I think Superman is this center of moral fabric. He can lie to the world because he needs some measure of privacy. He needs time away from always being on as Superman. That doesn't extend to the household. I mean, that that's like Bruce Wayne keeping his secret from Alfred or something. Where it's just like, come on, that's just not logically possible or logistically necessary. Home well, should be a sanctuary where he can do all this stuff. Okay, well, here's, here's the, the, the actual because of how this actually all came out of crisis. Like he didn't have a kid until after crisis. This is like he Oliver's how much time. But he doesn't know that. Oh, no, no, right? Remember, yeah. like he remember, like when he went away in crisis, like he was a baby. No, 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 no. Jeff. Like in crisis and I'm to CW's crisis, Lois just had one kid, but then when they warped back, then they had twins. So this any screw up almost online is actually Oliver's fault. Oliver, in this timeline, which which if you want to act as a catch off fix for everything, right. is ridiculous. Because he was like, Hey Diggle, here's the son that you or here's the daughter that you didn't have because things got messed up on you. I'm fixing that for you. That makes sense. Um, yeah, none of that made sense. There's either, no so. reason for him to give him two 
because right. of crappy writing, want to go, hey, let's give them two. Let's that give them two. I always thought that was right. a bad decision. But that's where we are. And oh, no, man. Thing, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm going to get oh, to the okay. last part of this with the kids. And another thing, Superman and Lois are established CW characters. We like them. Tyler does a great job making Superman hopeful, optimistic, cheerful, happy-go-lucky, shaking people's hands at Star Labs or the DEO, and just overall really happy and excited to be here. Coming to America, shout out. Part two coming soon. And I think the route they should have gone that would have been easier is Superman training his young children how to be superheroes and one of them doesn't have powers. One is lashing out. Like advancing in the teenagers like they did with Black Lightning cuts out our bonding time with the children. So now it's, yo, yo, you teenagers are annoying. Let's focus on Superman, who we know is cool. And Lois, who didn't get to do much but have to play, I'll deal with the kids. You go do with that. And she we saw her making calls, but She's always freaking lame. I mean, she should not be sitting back, hanging loose, and I'll deal with the kids. You deal, you know, it's just. Ugh. Okay, let me, I'll give them. I'll give them this because it's like they set up a lowest arc in the pilot where we can deal with her and Morgan Edge and deal like other. Unlike sometimes you're like, what is this person going to be doing for? 20 episodes like all right she's got to deal with the whole foreclosure and what's going on in smallville tied back to you know and actually can have whole episodes based on what lois is doing and we don't like all right can we get to superman it, I, I so i i'm actually a little more optimistic on that than it seems like you are and it's because i was watching this on the cw there is that yeah right but also, here's, the one, here's the other thing is because you have teenagers they basically put a timeline on how long the teenagers can really be around because it's like they're they got four years, so mm-hmm. after that they're gone. It's like they'll be in local college, Smallville, Smallville U. So Schuster yeah, High like, or Schuster Schuster yeah, Schuster right. College, Schuster University, Look, whatever Superboy was. I forgot that one. Yeah, we're acknowledging our comic book creator past, and I just feel like we already had that teen dynamic with the father as who was a superhero with Black Light. And seeing toddlers and showing them how to do stuff would have been different. And, you know, even just from the glimpses on WandaVision, it's like, see how easy that is to have little kids dressing up as superheroes and how that's just inherently cute. You're rooting for them. You don't want them to get hurt. And you have Superboy, not super teen, angsty kids. And, yeah, I just don't like them. So my thing is when it comes to be a deal of, them getting on my nerves because they're bucking up against Superman. Like, you little snots, get together. That's Superman. Stop acting up. Lois Lane is the world's greatest reporter. Stop giving her grief. She's got to file this deadline for Perry. Also, hey, it was so cool that Lex Luthor bought off the Daily Planet and started firing people, including Clark Kent. That was cool. And I liked how then he took his vendetta to Smallville and started buying off stuff in Smallville too, because he can't stand Clark Kent because he knows that he's close to Superman. You're yeah. shaking your head. That, that 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 did not happen. Sorry, we 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 already used that in uh, uh, Supergirl. Sorry. Supergirl. Oh right. right, yeah. This is what there's a problem where you cannibalize villains 
and the second tier character from the main guy. And it's something they Ashley, to its credit, done better with in the second season of Batwoman. Not just going with all of Batman's main villains because it's easier than creating our own. Right. This is when it comes to Roost because it's like, we got to go with Morgan Edge now and Inner Game because we've already used Lex as a main villain on Supergirl. Yeah. I assume we'll and see Mac him Lord. at some point. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. We, we've seen these guys everyone. for but, no reason. But Morgan Edge was already in uh, Supergirl. So mm-hmm. we kind of, yeah, he was a uh, Adrian uh, has. Yes. So yep. he's still there, and you could usually like next season bring a Lex in there if we go back to. I mean, there's almost no reason Lex would be concerned about Smallville. So you're almost. I mean, but we know since Supergirl's ending, somehow Morgan Edge is going to be working for him. It's going to oh hey, hey Morgan Edge was actually my face, even though supposedly Morgan Edge was the one who made me be bad <laughs> Supergirl, which, oh, I, that made no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Woo, lots of stuff. But lots of things to untangle. Yeah, yeah. But that that sounded like I hated the show I did, and I love the fact that Superman's heat vision actually was red. Whoa. Mind blown. Ah, right. Not blue. Not blue. Mm. And it's hot. But yeah, it, it was, that was a good thing. I love the Superman suit. He looked perfectly suited to go into a Zack Snyder universe. Did you guys feel like it had the visual style of a Zack Snyder show? It didn't look like a normal CW show. Uh, they, yeah. they filtered it um, more to the Zack Snyder movie universe. They didn't even like, you know how like Flash is kind of like very bright hues? They kind of skewed their filtering, like towards a Zack Snyder. Like, hey, we're gonna make mm-hmm. this look big budget, and we're not gonna mean this doesn't look like opening episodes of Supergirl. It's like, oh yeah, this is looking good, and then it's like that special effects budget drops off real fast. They're like, no, we actually are gonna put some money behind this. Very much like we did in Star Girl. We're going to actually put, want you to show this is actually something we care about. Yeah. Yep. So that was. That's why they said the creators of Flash, like they didn't even like even the previews. They were like, "Now nah, we ain't gonna talk about the other ones." But from the creators of Flash, Jeff Johns is also consulting here. So it's really that's why I was like, "Yeah, they're trying to do something little, little higher end." I don't yeah. know, Jeff. I I hear your issues, man. But the only thing I had, and it reminded me of Retur- Superman Returns, which you all know I can't stand. Um. Was like, hey, you want a drink? I need a drink. Me too. I was like, oh god, okay. So are they? Yeah, they're going with the absentee dad drinker Superman. Got it. That was my first thought. Like, crap. But yeah, it was like it just it reminded me of Superman Returns in a couple of ways where I was just like, okay, all right, I can look past this part. But yeah, they he like straight lied to his kids. I'm like, I don't know how that worked, but I'm gonna go with it for now because at least they're like not like, oh my god. That's awesome. Great. So when do we get power? You know, they're being overly happy. At least it was real. Like, dude, you lied. That's why like, I wanted them to be little kids. Because little kids would give you that response. And that would be eh. different than... I'm happy it didn't do that. Like, these are teenagers. Of course they're going to say that. Them reacting, oh, no, I've got powers. Does this mean I'm going to have powers? What's going to happen to me? And Black Lightning already covered that just fine. So... There's no need to go, and especially with the staggered 
powers. I'm just saying the way they did it was fine. At least it was realistic where these teenagers are like, yo, that's messed up. Why'd you lie to us for like 14, 15 years? This is whack. Like, I get that. Like, you know, I get your point. I'm just saying at least it was real and they weren't like happy-go-lucky. That wouldn't be real either. I I thought how they handled everything they did based off their universe they created worked. Like, their reactions were fine. I understood this version of Superman's apprehension with talking and sharing with them. I just felt like ultimately this is going to shorten the lifespan of the show and it's going to be problematic in the same way that season two of Black Lightning was where it was, okay, we got to focus on Jennifer now getting powers because first season we kind of focused, we split between Jefferson and Anissa now this season we got to focus on Jennifer and her development, her powers. And I just terrible. wanted to watch Black Lightning, and I this one I just want to watch. Yeah. So I, I yeah I, I understand your Black Lightning apprehension. Yeah. Um, I mean it's because the thing is especially when you're like from the creators of Flash and all this it's like so if y'all bring the same kind of tropes and mistakes to this yeah. show always I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like you, you you almost have like. I see where your pitfalls, and unless you guys have noticed where your pitfalls, you're going to make the same mistakes. Yeah. I, I promise you they're going to run away. Yeah. A lot of people are really excited, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like you haven't sat through season six, seven of Arrow, like anything of Flash since season two. Um, not so much Legends of Mars, it's a totally mm-hmm. different thing, but Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Every season mm-hmm. since season one, where uh, yeah, every after Christmas, we've we've got to add more heroes. We've got to add them in. <laughs> I just feel I'm like, here for a year. Get rid of yeah. them. Rinse, repeat. Uh, I mean, like, well, you have to also remember, Black Lightning doesn't exist in the Arrowverse, as far as they're concerned. You noted, I didn't say Black Lightning. Um, <laughs> like that, that is 100%, and we, it is very apparent that they're like. Hey, we did not create Black Lightning, so we are taking no credit for any of their success, and we aren't following it. We're going to act like that wasn't a thing, uh, no matter what they do for the crossovers. Especially since in the Dagon, they don't they don't even get in a series finale crossover. They're just not. They just in Black Lightning. We just had to blame really, and Just peace out, y'all. Uh, again, but what Lightning has been very good this season, so. Okay. You want to go to black neighborhoods, so what you going to do? Now, one show that, that I don't know what they're going to do now because it seems like literally all roads are leading to a crossover that we know now is not going to happen. Superman and Lois was going to intersect with Batwoman and mm-hmm. early on in black, Batwoman. She got shot with a kryptonite bullet. And it's been something that she has decided not to pay any attention to or have her medical doctor roommate look at to be like, hey, we need to talk to somebody who can help you with this. Or, hey, let me clean this up. Where's my rubbing alcohol? And now they're not going to do that. So it is like this this was the one way that would make sense for Superman and Batwoman to have a crossover. And without it, I'm just kind of wondering what the heck they're going to do. But, Jace, you've been watching Batwoman. You have been catching up on this show with me. 
I know you've been enjoying the journey. Talk about it. Enjoying the journey. I'm sorry. Uh, that sound in my voice is a lot of apprehension. Um, I'm, I've watched all five episodes this season. Uh, this show, my biggest fear was like, hey, they weren't going to move on from Kate Kane. And they haven't. It's the search for uh, Spock, all the worse. Wait. <laughs> and That's it, hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just like, we're going to follow, like, instead of moving on and coming up with this Ryan character, a backstory, like, we're, hey, you found a bad too. Now go find Kate. Okay. <laughs> like, like, hey, am I going to train, do some extra training to be Batwoman? Nah, just put on the suit and go find Kate. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, Alice. Hey, Alice, you're like the other half of the show. What are you doing? I'm trying to find Kate, too. My gosh, so are we. Let's go find Kate. And it's like, oh, wait, you've had a secret crush in some island that's not Famascara? Ooh. It's like... <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Uh, I, I was afraid of this. I was hoping it only lasted for three episodes where... You know, they got to go find an old character and all this crap. I had a feeling that arc was going to be there. This is the whole show? Yes. Five five episodes in. It's like, because it's like, okay, maybe maybe there's a winter finale. Hey, wait, we're already in 2021. So there's no winter finale? Nope. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What? So it's very much like, I don't know when the break of this show is going to happen, but they need to wrap up the Kate storyline completely and go on what is making ryan wilder that one oh and and again and i don't know if you saw that and since you're five episodes and i'm not even gonna, you if you wanted to watch the show you should have but i'm probably gonna say this you probably yeah. should but and like the end of the season finale of last season you saw hush was playing bruce wayne and you're like oh wow hush is going to be a thing by the end of the first episode, Hush has been outed, and there's nothing. It was just, hey, he just took on Bruce Wayne's face. All right, he's out of here. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, now he's God. back. Alive. It was like, are you kidding? Like, you could have literally used Hush to rebuild your whole stupid show. Like, got rid of the crows, which were a useless device. Like, Batman, I mean, Hush takes over Gotham. Nope, we're going to just, where? Let's find cake. It's like, I mean, wow. it, it is so. I'm. I mean, I. I think I've called Jeff like two or three times. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how I can do this. And I'm. I, as you can hear in my voice, I don't know if I can do this anymore. It's very much. In and I know Jeff joked about it earlier. He's like, binge watching this show doesn't help. It. Nope. Oh wow. Just wow. It, it, actually, okay. it gets worse because you're like, seriously, how much Alice do I care about? Because oh her God, sister is dead. It's supposed to be the whole point. She's dead. She's out of the show. You should. You could have recast, but you chose not to do that. So why are we doing any of this? And That's the fact that got renewed for a third season, I'm just like, if you think I'm sitting around for a third season of this, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. So what's her what's the story arc? Well, the like, real what's her story is arc? They're trying to focus on Ryan simultaneously while wrapping up Kate's storyline. And it's not like Ruby Rose decided to quit the show 
three weeks before they started the season, and they they have to do this crazy scramble to catch up and, and make sense of her departure. They've had a long time, a pandemic, to figure out how to write her out. And instead of just going, yo, she she may be dead, or maybe not, in one episode, that's all they needed, they have dragged it out for the first half of this season as a mystery that needs to be solved. And that mystery is not going to get resolved unless Ruby Rose comes back and goes, hey, guys, I'm back. Ruby Rose didn't want to stay in the role. They didn't want to recast her like you said, Jace. So there's no point in continuing to mention a character who, for all intents and purposes, is gone. And even if Ruby Rose does come back, why wouldn't she just try to take the back cow back and be like, yo, I'm Batwoman. Give me my outfit you stole that I stole from my cousin anyway. But um, what are you doing? So yeah, it, it is it's so amazing to me that they just won't walk away. They need a clean break and they just refuse. It's like they still have Ruby Rose's poster, her phone number, the text messages wow. she sent them. And they're just like reading them over again, like, this is why I was so shipping you and so fell in love with you. When Ruby Rose has moved on, she's doing movies coming later this year. She's not thinking about Batwoman. And these jokers can't stop thinking about her, even though they've got a perfectly qualified, perfectly capable, interesting new character in Ryan Wilder. And Javicia Leslie is doing fine, way better than Ruby Rose ever did as batwoman it's like it's, it's like that that dude who you see who's still tripping on his ex when his new girl is so much better on every level and it's like hey dude i don't know what you're doing this is the fork in the road in your life and you are choosing incorrect and i just feel like they're messing up here yeah it's it's, it's like ruby is again like just she's not coming back for a cameo when you figure out this mystery, it's over. Like, she's done with y'all. Like, you, you can't recast the person and say, now playing the person who's not going to be around for more than one episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, she had a facelift, and now she, she doesn't know she's Kate Kane, so now all of y'all are going to go away and get out of the show. Like, no, it's just like, move on. She's, it would have been so much better. Just, she's dead. Like, just done. We're not recasting. She's dead. Let's go move on. But they just... Like Jeff just said it perfect right there. Thank you. And so the other problem is they knew all these people. And and honestly, I feel bad for the cast members who just kind of got left in the lurch when the star of the show decided I'm good on the show anymore. I don't want to do this. Because a lot of them had their storylines and subplots revolving around the main character like every show would. I mean, every show would be dramatically affected if the main star decided to quit. But we had a love interest, a father, a sister-in-law. It's just so many people who are affected in, in the main villain. And the show is trying to make them all work in this new era. But instead of trying to just go, okay, Kate's gone, let's move on, they're still focusing all of them on Kate which leaves basically her adopted sister or stepsister, Mary, as the only character who's really, truly embracing Ryan and her new Batwoman 
And she's like, hey, buddy, you're my BFF, and it feels like everyone should be doing this. But they're all so focused on what's happened with Kate. It's just like, dude, come on. And she was Batwoman for a year. Why not go for the daggone search for Bruce Wayne if we really got some? Like, the dude was Batman for years. Like, why are we just, oh, Kate, she's our hero. I mean, I, did did she stop a plague or something that was so tra- traumatic to Gotham that they must have Batwoman? Like, hello, can we find Nightwing or somebody? Tim Drake? Somebody, if you guys need a Bat connection. Oh. Right. Yeah, so the show is, is real suspect right now. I feel like if you wanted to get in on it, the only advice I give you is fast forward through literally everything with Alice. She is a really bad crush for the writing team he's uh or she's just terrible and they're they're kind of like oh what would be fun is they're doing that bad decision they did in heroes where they decided let's try to redeem siler the serial killer and now they're trying to do this with alice by giving her these quote-unquote comedy lines and it's just it's not working and they need to to let Alice go. They need to find another, maybe put her on Legends because Legends, they can do whatever the heck they want to do with Legends. And it's it just like, whatever, this works. Put her on that show so she still has a job and let her be the villain for a season of Legends where she goes through time just doing crazy stuff. I'll give you that idea for free because she should work. <laughs> yes, this, that's my gift to you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my advice on Batwoman. Just go fast forward through everything with 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 Alice, with Jacob, the commander of the crows, Sophie, because she's literally linked up to both of those characters who are fixated on her, on Kate. And I think then you'd have an entertaining twenty-two minute episode of Batwoman to twenty-two minutes. I'm sorry, fifteen minutes. Out of five episodes, you might have 22 minutes of show, based on what that really is. All right, we we trashed the bad parts of that woman. Let's talk about some bad people. Film Twitter is great because it always gives me fun topics to talk about with you guys on the show. And I had two, but we're running late anyway, so I just figured... And my phone is blowing up because two of my best friends are watching Married at First Sight and they are going off on Chris. And I need to catch up drastically because shockingly, Chris is doing something stupid. If you've been watching the show, you know all he does, all he says is stupid stuff. So, yeah. Here you go, guys. Your choice. Dealer's choice for you. What are some of your favorite films where the main character is unlikable or unsympathetic. This was from Ross Miller at Ross Miller on Twitter. Jason, want to go first? Oh, okay. I can start this one off. So, my first movie on this is My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> I know if you see. She literally is like, like, hey, I know you're happy, but I'm gonna ruin your wedding just because now I finally figured out you were perfect. And she does the most, like, hey, ingrains herself, gets herself in the wedding party annoyed. I mean, just really, like, I'm going to sabotage this no matter what. Hey, did you're supposed to root for me, and then it's like, not so much, Julia. 
so that's that's my first one. Uh, my second, that is a fantastic choice. Thank you, thank you. Uh, my second one is The Social Network, uh, the movie of uh, Facebook's origin. Mm. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I've never, again, we, we don't know uh, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg personally, but by the end of that movie, you weren't rooting for anybody to win in that. Um, I mean, he screwed over the two twins who gave him the money. He's a jerk. I mean, his guy who's programmed. I mean, he's just like, Hey, if you wanted to make Facebook, you should have made Facebook. It's like, wow. I thought I think I made Facebook by giving you the money to make Facebook, but okay. What do I know? Uh, so that was that's my uh, second. Uh, my third and final one is going to be Showgirls, because even though you know you wanted to see Elizabeth, uh, frankly, win as a stripper to be a dancer. By the end of it, you were just like, you are a horrible person. You really should go back to doing something that has nothing to do with human interaction. Like, I mean, you had, you, she got put in some bad situations, but it's like, yeah, you really horribly work for this. It's like, it's just, by the end, you're just like, I would like to wash my hands of the viewing experience, and we're good. Thanks. Peace out. Outstanding choices. Gunner. What do you got, man? That pool scene, Jace. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm thinking about Shoko. Oh, yeah. So I got – okay. So I think I think Jason had the perfect one with my best friend's wedding. Like, that is, like, an irredeemable mm-hmm. person. But <laughs> it's like, well, see what she does. But I do have – Something's got to give. Jack Nicholson's character by the name of Melvin. <laughs> Irredeemable, somehow redeemed himself, but probably not. We never really saw the conclusion of that whole thing in their relationship. They probably broke up. Uh, <laughs> Miles, Paul Giamatti's Miles from Sideways. He's supposed to be, we're supposed to be somewhat sympathetic to him, but he creates his own demons. He drinks himself to death. You know, he's not over his wife, you know, and he's just, he's just, you know, he stole from his mom. Like, it was just like, what is going on? Then you think he's like the moral center with his boy who, you know, is cheating on his girl the whole time. Then he goes and tries to steal the wallet, gets the wallet back. Like, he still helps him. He breaks into somebody's house, steals the wallet back, all for good intention, supposedly. Then he dips out on the wedding, on the reception, where he's supposed to make his best man speech and all that kind of crap. He just dips out, goes to a restaurant, drinks some expensive bottles of wine. So, I don't know. We're supposed to feel sorry for him. I don't. Um, I still watch the movie over and over again to see how crazy, how crappy it is. Um, I am split between a real-life character that was in the movie that is a movie made out of versus a made-up character. So it's kind of a tie here for this three spot for Steve Jobs and Jobs or Steve Jobs, whichever movie you like the most. I like both of them. Um, <laughs> Ashley Kutcher looked the hell like like dude back then. I don't know why Magneto was Steve Jobs. He looked good as old Steve Jobs, but that's it. Um, but anyways, either way, I don't know which one played him 
better or worse, whichever way you want to look at it, um, because they both were kind of horrible people. Um, but I will give Michael Fassbender that one, actually, crush that, because I love the fact that he's like, he, he argued the hell out of with Pepsi Generation. I think his, his uh, that meeting where he got kicked out storyline that has to be in a Steve Jobs storyline, I think his was better. Ashton Kutcher has like this nervous, like, er, I'm angry and I'm holding it back. Nah, from what I read, <laughs> he was more, he was more like Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, where he's just like, this is my fucking company. What are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Not like, you know what I mean? Not like, Hey, I shouldn't be beholden to the shareholder. No, I shouldn't be beholden to the shareholder. So I'm going to fight. No, the arrogance of Steve Jobs was, this is my fucking company. I made it. There's no way this is going to happen to me. It was more like that, and I kind of like that one. So either way, Steve Jobs, um, either movie. And then I'm also tied with, like, Kill Bill. Bill from Kill Bill. How can you not like Bill? Because you knew he was the bad guy. <laughs> I love David Carradine's Bill. Like, that was perfect. That was a perfect perfect um, villain for a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um. He had a reason for being such a dick, like, right? But that's who he was, and he was kind of trained assassins. So there you go. So those are my, that's my list. Okay. Good list. Um, I'm going to start off with an unconventional one that's going to be a super spoiler that I will not reveal. So I'm going to say it, and if you know what I'm talking about, you'll get it. My first one is Us. Nice. Until the end. And it is like, yeah. So, and I'm still mad that Lupita Nyong'o did not get nearly enough award recognition for her performance in that movie because right. it was great. Um, Another one is Looper. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have the same kind of thing going with two movies. Exactly. Here. I see what you I see your yeah. theme here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going against after that, but yeah, because you know what you're watching is like, well, ain't that great, but yeah. So those two kind of follow along the same thing. My so let me just break down my other ones that I'm trying to narrow down. You guys can help me decide which one I should choose. All right. Put the Wolf of Wall Street, because I hated that dude. I mean, like, hated watching him. But Leonardo DiCaprio's performance was so freaking good in that movie. And I was like, eh, I hate this movie. I hate the guy. But, wow, this is this is what he should win a best Oscar for. So when people complain about, oh, Denzel didn't get this award until he played a drug dealer, crooked cop. I'm like, listen, they don't get it right. And it's not, you don't have to look very far to find it where they don't pick the best performance. Al Pacino. Yeah. Speaking of, of course I have Al Pacino in two roles. One is Scarface because he is not a removable character. He's pretty crap. Kills his best friend because he's jealous that he would dare look at his sister. Um, he, He stays coked out. I mean, he doesn't even open the door to let Manny in the house when everybody's coming through. I mean, he's just he's a crappy dude. So he's always got to be on there. 
Then I got Sweeney Todd because the dude is literally slicing necks like he's part of the Wu-Tang Clan. And my final choice, which I kind of feel like you have to go with, so maybe you guys can convince me otherwise, is my boy Al Pacino is Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part 2. He kills his brother. And, you know, that is like the shadiest, terrible thing you do in a movie. Like, there's few guys in movies that do something worse than that. He's like, Fredo, I knew it was you, and I'm not going to do it. And he's so calculating. He's like, yo, of course, you're my brother. Till mama died. And I'm like, nah, Scarface. Nah, Scarface, here's why. He got his sister killed. Killed his best friend. Literally, got his sister killed. Killed his best friend. His little sister killed his best friend. He came back into their life. He was already a jailbird. Came back in their life. Mama said, leave her alone. Leave everybody alone. Still didn't listen. Everybody did but Mama. Everybody did but Mama. His mentor killed him, even though he was trying to betray him, but nevertheless, why was he trying to betray him? Come on, man. Come on, man. So, nah, man. I mean, he was trying to be loyal to his peace, but, you know, what? A quaalude. Makes him disloyal. Told Michelle Pfeiffer she's a she can't have no kids. Her ass. Oh yeah, she survived too. She went back to Baltimore. So yeah, that was a, that was a low key just gut punch move too. You're right. Yeah. That, that was a low key slime ball move that really in public. More you know what I mean? Yeah. In a restaurant, no <laughs> Right. Fredo literally tried to have his whole Michael Coleon's whole family killed. I don't care if we're related or not. I'm, you, you're done. You've been done since then. As soon as I found that out, you were done. <laughs> as soon as I came back from Cuba, I was like, dude, I'm about to kill this cat on the plane. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't care about this Cuban revolution. I'm about to kill you on this plane. Come on, Fredo. You don't have to be afraid. My name is Fredo. Of course I'm afraid. I just tried to have you killed. You just found out. I am running away. <laughs> Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Gunner on this. His argument's better. I, I mean, it's at just, least I he kind of feel like he made a argument. just makes at least he waited till his mama was. At least he waited till their mama was dead before he was like, "Yo, all right, now I'm gonna take this Bama out." Yeah. No, respect our mama. No matter what, yeah. That respect is is Scarface. The respect and restraint that Michael Corleone, cold blooded restraint that Michael Corleone showed. Mean Scarface takes this one. That was that was excellent logic. Real quick, fellas, you got any nominees for Dummies of the Week? I'm tapped out. No Dummies this week for me. Uh, okay. Anybody that's still doing glue challenges, but I think this probably died out, I hope. Okay, my Dummy of the Week is people who thought that Tom Holland was serious when he said the title of the new Spider-Man film was actually going to be Phone Home. <laughs> I didn't get that. I was doing really trolling him. That's great. Yeah, it's actually No Way Home, but I mean, come on. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I got to see a post that's written, hey, Tom Holland reveals Phone Home. I'm like, come on. That's just, that's just bad. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. Fellas, thank you. As always, Gunner, find yourself a DVR. Start watching Married at First Sight this season because it's a train wreck of one dude who's trying to sabotage the entire season and making everything look bad. Jace, real fast, who is our boy Matt James going to pick to 
be his final three or final two. Uh, okay, got got Rachel and uh, Bree. I'm gonna go with Bree and Michelle because they got to get Rachel out so she could be the Bachelorette until she her pass came out. Uh, again, I, I'm 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 searching my crystal balls. I'm 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 looking through the previews, trying to glimpse it. I, th- I think I think I, I think I got the answers. Whoa! Matt is sitting on the sides. About no, he is balling on the sidewalk. He would only do that for Rachel, the only woman he's ever told he loved. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the fact that the guy is literally like, it's like I keep laughing. It's like every girl's like, I think I'm falling in love with you, and he's like, you keep that same energy. Because you're going home. <laughs> it really is. It's terrible. Anyway, go ahead and please watch either of those two shows so we can talk about it soon. All right. Thank you, fellas. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Our Movie Files has been filed. <laughs>